0: Welcome to the Jazz Focus, my name is John Clark and we are here together on WETF, the jazz station in South Bend, Indiana. And Today we're going to be listening to the music of a band that's not terribly well known today. It existed from the mid-30s all the way up into the 1950s. And this was a big band that started out as a college group called the Bama State Collegians. It was founded at uh, Alabama State Teachers College by students who were uh, matriculating in the program in the early 30s, had several different leaders, but it sort of Came together when a fellow named Erskine Hawkins, trumpet player, took over the band. And um, he was enough of a showman as an instrumentalist. He was a very flashy trumpet player and also a very good uh, first trumpet player, apparently. And he uh, really put the band over. And the the group that he had with him, which was, again, primarily musicians who were active at that school in Birmingham, Alabama, uh, was an excellent group. And they profited by having several arrangers in their ranks. Most notably was a fellow named Sammy Lowe who was the trumpet player who actually played first trumpet after a while he had gone to the school and he had left to go on tour with some territory bands and by 1935 36 he was back with the Erskine Hawkins band they had left Birmingham and gone to New York a couple of times second time it actually took and they uh, started a residency opposite Chick Webb at the Savoy Ballroom where they became very uh, popular with the dancers so today we're going to be listening to some of the music recorded for Bluebird Records by this group, and the group was called Erskine Hawkins, the 20th Century Gabriel, and his orchestra. And as I said, they recorded for uh, Victor and several other companies up into the early 1950s, and after that they would get together in various... Embarrass- occasions and so forth, but this band was also noted for the fact that it had a tremendously consistent personnel. Uh, For most of its existence, it had four or five of the same musicians in it from beginning to end. They were also very widely recorded. There are about six or seven CDs out of the complete Erskine hawkins band recordings. We're going to focus today on the arrangements and occasionally compositions by Sammy Lowe, and as we will hear, he was very much enthralled with the Jimmy Lunsford style that was set by Cy Oliver and some of the other arrangers in the Lunsford band. We've done some podcasts and shows on them in the past. I should also mention we did a podcast a while back on the Bama State Collegians, the first series of recordings that Erskine Hawkins made with that group for uh, Vocalion in 1936 and thirty-seven. So we started out with two tunes from uh, some of the early days on Bluebird Records. We started out with Hot Platter, which was a Sammy Lowe composition and arrangement, July 18th of 1939, and went to a a kind of a unique interpretation of the old Dixieland standard, The Weary Blues by Artie Matthews from September 12th of 1938. And these featured, uh, both of them, Julian Dash on tenor saxophone. He had uh, been a student at the school and he had... Uh, not been with the band that initially had come up to New York that was uh, Paul Bascom the tenor player who will be coming back and we'll be hearing him a little bit later Uh, but Bascom had left the band to go apparently with Count Basie I think he was an understudy for Herschel Evans when Evans was starting to go downhill health wise and uh, he was away from the Hawkins band for a couple of years and uh, well deputized by Julian Dash in fact so well deputized that when Bascom came back the two of them were featured as twin tenors in this band Uh, We also have Erskine Hawkins himself playing some of the flashier trumpet-style things. We heard him especially on Hot Platter at the beginning. We heard Dud Bascom, Paul's brother, playing some of the jazzier trumpet solos, especially the more Louis Armstrong style, although uh, Dud Bascom was known as a kind of an innovative player, or a forward-looking player, I should say. and We heard him playing on both Hot Platter and Weary Blues. We also heard Robert Range on trombone in there. On baritone sax, and especially on clarinet, uh, on Hot Platter, we heard Haywood Henry, another charter member of the band. Hot Platter also seems to have featured a bass sax in the ensemble, but it wasn't played by... Uh, Haywood Henry I don't think he uh, switched to clarinet pretty quickly if it were the folk personnel of the band is Erskine Hawkins, Sammy Lowe, Dud Bascom and Marcellus Green on trumpets Edward Sims and Robert Range on trombone William Johnson uh, Bill Johnson on alto sax he did quite a few fine arrangements as well and had a great solo voice sort of halfway between Johnny Hodges and uh, Willie Smith, which we'll hear coming up. Jimmy Michelle on alto sax. He was also the romantic singer of the band. We're not going to be hearing from him today. Julian Dash on tenor sax. Haywood Henry on clarinet and baritone. Avery Parrish, another charter member, on piano. He did some arrangements as well. William McLemore on guitar. Leamy Stanfield on bass. And James Morrison on drums. And this is the basic personnel we're going to hear for this entire program. We're going to go up to the uh, immediate pre-World War II time from about 1940, 142, and the band changed hardly at all during that whole period. So we're going to go on now to uh, some more uh, Sammy Lowe tunes and emphasize the Jimmy Lunsford uh, influence a little bit more, I think. We're going to hear a tune from uh, April 8th of 1939 called Read the Joint. This is also by Sammy Lowe and Erskine Hawkins. Then we're going to follow that with a good old good one, as they say, a tune by Shelton Brooks called The Easy Rider, which probably goes back Considerably further in uh, black entertainment history. That uh, comes from October 20th of 1938. Moving on, we're going to go to a tune called No Soap, which is substi- uh, or subtitled A Jitterbug Jamboree, another low tune and arrangement. That's from May 14th of 1939. And uh, then a, kind of an interesting tune. I, I, I was happy to pick this. This is called Sabu, another... Tune by uh, Sammy Lowe and Erskine Hawkins. That again from 1939. This time December 20th. Now we're going to finish up with a, a tune that uh, I think has some Ellington influence. Called the Midnight Stroll. It has some good clarinet in there. From April 26th of 1940. So this is uh, Erskine Hawkins, the 20th Century Gabriel and his orchestra playing the arrangements and mostly the compositions of Sammy Lowe. Raid the joint, Easy Rider, No Soap. Sabu and the Midnight Stroll. Hawkins, the 20th Century Gabriel and His Orchestra, recording all in New York for Bluebird Records. So, we started out with Raid the Joint, which featured uh, some fine baritone sax playing by Haywood Henry, who, for my money, was the major soloist in this band. He's uh, one of the few baritone saxophone players in big bands during the 1930s to get significant solo space, other than Harry Carney, really. Uh, We heard some of the leader Erskine Hawkins playing some high note trumpets, not at the end of the recording where you'd expect, but towards the beginning. And then we heard the first of many really excellent tenor sax solos by Julian Dash. He was also one of the early members of the Bama State Collegians. Although as I said, he didn't initially go on the road with them. He came in after uh, Paul Bascom left the band. uh, And uh, all of the tenor solos in this set were by Julian Dash in a very incisive style, a kind of a dark but dry sound, uh, an unusual sound, I guess you'd have to say. Also in "Read the Joint, we heard some uh, uh, Dud Bascom on trumpet, I believe the second trumpet solo. Sometimes it's a little bit hard to tell because he could be a little flashy, nowhere near as much so as Erskine Hawkins, and very occasionally Erskine Hawkins could play a uh, a quiet solo, which I think we hear coming up. Then at the end, we heard uh, an alto solo by the lead alto player, uh, William Bill Johnson, who was also, as I said, an arranger. He was a fine, fine player uh, who didn't get enough solo space sometimes, except in his own arrangements, although we'll hear from him coming up. After that, we heard the old chestnut By Shelton Brooks, Easy Rider And I believe uh, it was Dud Bascom that started and ended the recording on trumpet With um, Erskine Hawkins coming in in the middle Doing some high notes and some flashy tonguing and so forth And again, some excellent uh, tenor sax there as well Following well, that, that unusually uh, titled tune, No Soap, a Jitterbug Jamboree. That was from May 14th of 1939, I should mention. Raid the Joint was from April 8th, an Easy Rider from October 20th, 1938. And No Soap featured, uh, definitely Erskine Hawkins at the beginning, of long solo, a couple of choruses by Julian Dash at the end. And in the middle, kind of a rhythm section feature, which brought the bass player, uh, Leamy Stanfield, into prominence. He played uh, one of the rare bass solos here. Then we heard Sabu, which, uh, as I said, fine sax playing, a whole chorus of uh, saxophone solely. That definitely featured Dud Bascom and also Haywood Henry again on baritone sax. Then we finished up with that unusual sort of semi-Ellington feel. It had a, a, a dance beat that didn't sound like Ellington, but some of the voicings in the middle with the clarinet and the trumpet and a high-register tr- trombone sounded very much like Duke Ellington. That was called the Midnight Stroll, featuring again Dud Bascom and, this time, Uh, Julian Dash on tenor sax. So all of these are tunes and arrangements by Sammy Lowe, and he uh, was not shy about uh, expressing his uh, influence uh, from the Jimmy Lunsford band, the two-beat feel that that band had. He also, uh, Sammy Lowe, was not shy about featuring soloists. Uh, these were not arrangements that had eight bars or four bars here and there. They often opened up whole choruses for the soloist which uh, is is wonderful for us going back to listen to today. So we're going to go up a little bit to a tune, one of the better-known tunes uh, that this band did. It's called The Norfolk Ferry, and uh, this was done actually after the uh, return of uh, Paul Bascom on tenor sax. And this comes from November 6th of 1940, and we're going to hear uh, two tenor solos. We're going to hear Paul Bascom, I think he's the first, and then Julian Dash on the second tenor solo. Paul Bascom had a much more roller smooth sound you'd have to say kind of more like Chewberry. berry had a, a more muted style of saxophone playing i guess you'd have to say but tended to play uh with a real real drive following that we're going to hear a tune called the junction blues and this is from june 10th of 1940 uh tell you the solos when we get there and then uh, one of the other better or well-known tunes that this band did something called the shipyard ramble and this was a, a a tune that again was composed by Sammy Lowe it dates from May 15th of 1941 so we're moving up a little bit here and again I don't have to say the personnel again because it was basically the same we're going to finish off with two tunes from the very end of the band's first period of recording right before uh the recording band took uh, effect in the summer of 1942 we're going to hear the bear mash blues and then wrap up with the bicycle bounce that was from may 27th of 1942 and uh all of these as i said were recorded for bluebird records the rca victor subsidiary all done in new york so this is erskine hawkins playing the music uh, the arrangements of sammy lowe Norfolk Ferry, Junction Blues, Shipyard Ramble, Bear Mash Blues, and the Bicycle Bounce. Some down and dirty playing by the Erskine Hawkins Band. And as I mentioned, Sammy Lowe continued with the band in writing these arrangements. Later in his career, he wrote for uh, many of the surviving big bands, but also for uh, James Brown. And uh, some of his uh, big hit recordings were done with Sammy Lowe arrangements. So we started out with Norfolk Ferry. Which uh, featured both tenor saxes. Uh, Paul Bascom was back in the band. We indeed started out with Julian Dash. I may have said the other way around. And the second tenor later on was Paul Bascom. In between we heard a a typically excellent clarinet solo by uh, Haywood Henry. We're going to hear quite a bit of him on this set. Uh, on guitar, we had William McLemore, who was not known as a soloist, but he took several solos on this set. Robert uh, Ringe, or Range rather, on trombone, uh, and then we heard the leader, uh, Erskine Hawkins, take it out with some high note trumpet playing. After that was the Junction Blues, and that might have been a play on the title of their biggest recording, which was Tuxedo Junction. On Junction Blues, we had another guitar solo leading to an alto solo again by Bill Johnson. Uh, definitely Dud Bascom on that one, and some excellent clarinet on the out chorus of the ensemble by Haywood Henry. Then came Shipyard Ramble, and that started out with Haywood Henry, but this time on baritone sax. He was a very technical player. Uh, He toured uh, in a quartet with Earl Hines for a while, featuring himself on all of his horns at one point or another. Then we heard Dud Bascom on trumpet, and uh, a little bit of Erskine Hawkins in there probably as well. And I think we heard some more Julian Dash, uh, and then ending up with some guitar uh, at the end of that arrangement. Then another slow blues, kind of like Junction Blues, but this was called the Bear Mash Blues. This was from a little bit later, from 1942, starting out with Bill Johnson doing some beautiful Johnny Hodges-style uh, playing on alto, along with a trumpet solo that I think the open one was uh, Dud Bascom and the uh, muted one was Erskine Hawkins. It didn't sound like the same player, and it sounded like they were uh, in different places around the microphone, too, so I'm not sure about that. Then we ended up with a tune that became one of their uh, most successful recordings somehow the bicycle bounce and that featured julian dash and haywood henry on clarinet excellent solos by both long solos by both so I hope you enjoyed this program this is the jazz focus my name is john clark and you are listening here as are we on WETF, the jazz station in South Bend, Indiana. Sammy Lowe with the Erskine Hawkins Orchestra. We have two more tunes now that we're going to finish up with. We're going to start with a, uh, a tune called Nona, a feature for Paul Bascom. We've cut Paul Bascom short here, so we're featuring him on the last two numbers. Paul Bascom on tenor sax, along with uh, William Lacamo- McLemore on guitar. This is from November 6th of 1940. And then we're going to feature uh, Bascom on his big uh, number, which was Sweet Georgia Brown. And this comes from June 10th uh, with Erskine Hawkins, The 20th Century, Gabriel, and his orchestra. So these are our last two tunes, and hope you enjoy them. Nona and Sweet Georgia Brown. (laughs) ¶¶